It's National Bike Month, the month of May. Since 1956, National Bike Month has been a, a, an opportunity, a chance to showcase the many benefits of bicycling and also encourage more folks to give biking a try. We're celebrating that here on the Carolina Outdoors. Welcome everyone, Bill Barty right here. Wes Lawson right there. Bill, I did not know that it was was National Bike Month, and I am excited about that because I just got my bike back out and on the road recently. So congratulations to all of us. Hey, no kidding. Well, congratulations to you, but also this is going to be a special opportunity for you to uh, maybe be prepared with your equipment to uh, make sure it's safe and sound, and then also how you can get out there and be safe. But... um. Who are you going to go biking with, and where are you going to go? Well, if anybody, it's probably more likely to be my son, Ben, getting his confidence back up and running on that. And it's just going to be neighborhoods initially, but I suspect that I'm going to learn about some new places to go here pretty (laughs) soon. So I'm taking notes about this. I'm excited about Jeff coming on. That's it. Well, there's a very concise place uh, on on the web for you to uh, locate Charlotte area rides, groups, happenings. Um, and it's called Weekly Rides. And it came from a concept that our guest, Jeff Viscount, has. He's also known as the mayor of Bike Town. He's going to come on and tell us. Well, we'll get him to tell us how he got into cycling first and then how Weekly Rides occurred. Jeff, welcome to the Carolina Outdoors. Thanks for having me on, guys. Jeff, you're such a young man, it's, it's, it's hard to call you a latecomer to cycling, but it's not necessarily something that you were just doing hardcore all the time. How did you get in to bicycle riding as an adult? Well, I was a, I was a single parent raising two kids on my own, so um, I didn't start cycling until they were old enough to be out of the house and didn't have to depend on me for things. Um, I got involved with cycling um back in, I guess, about 2003. Uh, some friends encouraged me to go out and ride with them, and I did, and loved it, and have been doing it ever since. Well, and ever since, that ever since part led you to start collecting um, routes that you enjoyed. In fact, you had a, a nice, solid list there, and from that list, really, weeklyrides.com came from that. Tell us that story. Yeah, so um, I was had started compiling a list of rides that uh, just me and some friends enjoyed, and we had, I think at that time, back in 2005, uh, we had about 15 or 16 rides, and, and um, one of my friends was doing an article for the YMCA in a magazine and needed a, wanted to know if they could link to that list, and, and at that time, it was a... Google's online spreadsheet and the link was, you know, wrapped around the building. So um, we wanted to share it. So we, I just quickly jumped online and found a domain name called weeklyrides.com. It really doesn't make any sense now when you look at what we do, but back then it did. Um, And that's where it started. We just started to add rides and uh, promote rides. And now 16 years later, we 170-something weekly rides that go on, um, and almost 200 charity rides. This year we'll list probably over 400 charity rides. Even in the, the drawback with COVID, we still have a lot of rides going on. 
We list bike shops. We list all sorts of resources. We have social media platforms to share information and to give the community a place to talk about things. And we just keep plugging along. It really does help keep our bike community connected. And it also shines a light on uh, different places to try out to ride. And, of course, as the Charlotte metro area has been one of the nation's uh, highest growth urban areas and suburban areas with uh, over 880,000 people moving into town just in the decade uh, of uh, the the 2010s into the 2020s. Um, How has that impacted weekly rides and the, I guess, content that has grown on there from topics, from events, from the rides, from the educational content? Are we gaining places to ride, or are we losing places to ride? No, I think we're. <clears throat> I think we continue to see a lot of growth um, in our mountain bike community and, and the trails. Greenways continue to expand. Uh, connectivity in the urban areas continues to expand and make it more. Um, makes it easier for folks to to commute or to run simple errands by bike and use their bicycle more than their cars. Um, the the rides for what we call road riding, um, they continue. We continue to see new events pop up, um, and we're even seeing a whole new category with what we call gravel riding, which has been around for a long time, but for a lot of folks now, it's new. Um, and and um, these are folks that don't necessarily want to ride on the roads anymore. They're more interested in uh, sort of this epic type riding where we hit some of the the, the back roads that are not paved and, and ride with our bicycles. And so it seems like, based on weeklyrides.com, we are right smack dab in the middle of the Carolina Gravel Challenge. Talk yeah, to us about yeah. that. Yeah, the Gravel Challenge is something that we started back in um, late February, early March. And we have one of the things that we have done with Weekly Rides, uh, where in the beginning we were keeping track of these charity rides and keeping track of the weekly rides, the training rides that happened around town and in the area. With this with this onslaught of gravel riding, we have started to keep track of gravel rides and events. We've started to create a database of gravel routes um, so people can come and find a route um, in, in different parts of the state. I think right now we have almost 100 different routes in that database. And when we saw that begin to grow, we wanted to sort of create a way that um, wasn't based on speed. You didn't have to be the fastest person on a bicycle. You just had to participate. And the goal was to um, create a way for people to participate at any level and to just get out and see some of these different areas and experience some of these different routes. And um, it's been a lot of fun. That is going to run through the end of this month. Um, we're giving away uh, two nice, really nice sets of gravel wheels. Uh, we've got some other prizes from a company called Moose Packs, which uh, they manufacture or custom hand make bags for the bikes, what we call handlebar bags or seat bags to carry supplies with while we're riding. Uh, we've had a great input from Unknown Brewery and Passport Doe & Co. They've been a, sort of a co-sponsor of the challenge. And um, we've had some really cool prizes and some really cool challenges to go along with it. So, Jeff, you mentioned uh, custom gravel wheels. If we're going to take the bike, you know, like in my case, a uh, not terribly new 
hard rock, do I need to get special wheels to go in a gravel ride? Is What's what's the difference in all the different platforms, I guess? Well, I, I think it really depends on what type of gravel you're going to do. So some, you know, you can go to the local greenway on your neighborhood bike or your hybrid bike and and ride on those unpaved paths in the on, on our local greenways. And some people call that gravel riding, right? It's off-road, it's off-pavement. And, um, you know, we sort of... Our, our theme is sort of you do you. You know, whatever makes you happy, get out and do it. Do it on a bike. You'll you'll smile. You'll have fun. We we, we just want to see more butts on bikes, as we say. Um, other types of gravel riding. I just did a ride yesterday that, um, you know, over a 41 mile course. It's about 50% gravel, 50% pavement. Um, so you'll have a bike that's designed sort of to do both. Um, and, and a typical gravel road, so um, requires a little more, you got to pay attention a little bit more, a little more handling skills, but um, just a lot of fun because it sort of gives you the feel that you're doing something that nobody else has ever done, right? You're you're riding your bike on this backcountry road that's not even paved, um, riding by the farms, by the horse farms, by the dairy farms, um, all the, the, the farm animals and, and just all the things that you see along the way. It's, it's really a fun, fun way to go cycling. Well, and this is the Carolina Outdoors, so it's kind of a bit of adventure for you to step out your normal neighborhood ride and be able to go see one of the other 15 counties in the Charlotte metro region as we are made up of 16 counties. Um, our guest is Jeff Viscount from weeklyrides.com. I'm Bill Barty with Wes Lawson. And Jeff, talk to us a little bit about that. Is is does weekly rides help us find these gravel rides for us to undertake or if we know of one can we upload it into weeklyrides.com and i especially am interested in you saying 50 percent gravel 50 percent not is that being tracked as well yeah so um you know, ironically, it's funny. It, 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 a lot of these gravel routes, some of this, the fun stuff that we ride is, you know, these roads that run along the rivers and streams that, that a lot of the guys that follow your show are fishing in um, or in areas where they're hunting. So uh, the Wilson Creek area, the Love Valley area, you know, these are all very popular spots with, because there are, you know, a lot of those roads in those areas are unpaved. The Uari has an amazing collection of unpaved roads um, where you can start to stitch routes together and, and create a ride out of them. Uh, we give folks, we make it easy to find two different ways. You can, on our website, we have a list of the routes and you can filter that list depending on what you're looking for. Uh, we also have just a, an overview map that sh shows all the different routes, where, they're lo where the start points are located. So you can kind of pick the spot in the state that you want to go, that you want to explore and zoom in and see what's there and start to figure out which one of the routes you want to do. Um, we have routes that are as close as Rock Hill. Um, we have Greenway routes right here in Charlotte. We have, you know, I mentioned the Uari, uh, an hour outside of Charlotte is some of the finest gravel riding in, in all of the southeast. Um, so when you get out there, when you find a route, you find one that you think others are interested in, we give you a way to upload it. You can go to our website and simply upload the route file to us, and we will uh, convert it. If it hasn't been, we'll sit down and figure out where the gravel is and where the pavement is and um, put all that together. Um, 
some routes some routes are you know only 20 25 30 percent gravel uh, and and the reason that's important to know is you may not want to drive two hours to do that but some of these routes so you can go up in the wilson creek area and you know it's 100 percent gravel um you, you never see pavement so it just depends on what you're looking for but it's nice to have that information so you can figure out what you want to do. So, Jeff, you know, a lot of our listeners are eager to get out and try new things, and some are going to go out and they're going to try this. Other mm-hmm. than the obvious of needing a bike and a helmet, what should they take with them on their maiden voyage on a gravel challenge? Well, I always recommend that if they're going to get involved, you know, if they want to try a gravel ride, I recommend a visit to one of our local bike shops. We have, we list all the local bike shops. We have some 65 bike shops in and surrounding the the Charlotte area. Um, We always recommend that they, you know, take time to go by one of the local bike shops and and have a conversation with the, with the staff and, and make sure that they've have their bike looked at, make sure that it's going to work for them, make sure that it's in good, safe working order. Um, and to get just input on what they may need. Um, you know, a, a ride um, in, or on one of our local greenways, um, you, you don't need anything more than just your helmet and your bike. But if you're going to go up in the Wilson Creek area, uh, which is much more remote, then obviously you want to carry water, you want to carry food, you want to have somebody else with you and be prepared for emergencies if they pop up. But any of the local bike shops can help folks figure out if what they have is going to work and if not, what they need to to have an enjoyable day doing it. Well, we've got Jeff Viscount here on the Carolina Outdoors. Besides talking about where to ride and um, uh, riding safely, I guess, Weekly Rides uh, also is treated to have you as a certified instructor for Cycling Savvy and also the League of American Bicyclists Smart Cycling Program. That's all mm-hmm. a part of, uh, of making us safer bicyclists. Tell us about that. What does that certification as an instructor mean? Well, I have um, I've gone through two programs: the Cycling Savvy program, which is part of the American Bicycle Education Association, and the League of American Bicyclists. Um, both have their their smart cycling program. Um, those are programs that uh, really not so much we we know the safety issues. What you know, the way that cyclists can um, be on the road and and remain safe and and interact with the motoring public in a in a better way. Um, but it's those programs. When we say we're certified, it means that we've really just gone through a program to teach us how to teach them to others. So. Um, Cycling education is a, is something that we, we want to share with everybody as we can. Um, you know, we, we hear about crashes. We hear about, you know, some people think cycling is unsafe. Generally, I find folks that feel that way have never taken a safety course. Um, and, um, you know, personally, I think it's important. I think it's important no matter what your skill level is to understand what conflicts may be out there, how to recognize them, and once you can recognize them, then you can mitigate them and, and remain safe. So uh, just sharing that education um, with our website, we provide a lot of links. We provide a lot of links to those education courses. We have certified instructors, myself and others here in the Charlotte area. And um, you know, if anybody ever needs information on that, we're always welcome to share it with them. 
Hey, you've been very active in the nonprofit uh, category as well. Tell us about some of those things, whether it be, uh, I guess, assault on Morrow Mountain or maybe blood, sweat, and gears, all of those things, uh, bike luck you uh, did as well for Camp Luck, Um, but supporting nonprofits, how are those uh, different events going um, these days, especially in recognition of the past year and how hard it's been to do events like this? So um, the Blood, Sweat, and Gears event, that's a, that's a big event that attracts between 1,300 and 1,500 cyclists. I'm the ride director for that event. Uh, happens every June up in the Valley Cruces area just outside of Boone. Um, that event uh, we had to cancel this year for the second time in a row. You know, the, the, the governor is getting ready to lift all these restrictions. And um, as we have said from the beginning of this year, we felt that would happen mid-year. Um, so all of these rides that have been affected by that, um, you know, the late summer, early fall rides, it looks like they'll get a chance to run, and um, we'll see what happens. Um, but, you know, the, the restrictions that have been in place have almost shut down all of these um, cycling events, that um, many of them, you know, charity cycling events that raise money for different nonprofits. Um, my Assault on Mauer Mountain series, I'm scrambling right now, uh, again, waiting on the governor to lift these restrictions because that event normally gets about 300 people each time we do it. We do it six times a year. So uh, we need those restrictions lifted so we can get the proper permits. Um, I can't get insurance without the proper permits, and so that's what causes the problem. Um with the restrictions. Um, but again, it looks like they're going to be lifted. It looks like a lot of the, the late spring, early summer, fall events are going to be able to kick off and go. And um, that'll be great because these nonprofits all still need the help. Well, the that's cycling what... community has always, you know, the cycling community raises so much money for so many different nonprofits and really benefits so many different people. Um, it, it's when it comes to that part, the cycling community does is very strong. It always rallies around. I would be yep. remiss if I did not mention, besides weeklyrides.com, there's also a Facebook page, a group, an Instagram yep. page. Gravel Rides is also featured that way. Um, so you're very active in social media as well. It's always a treat to, treat to have the mayor on, the mayor of Bike Town. Jeff Viscount of Weekly Rides, thank you for being on with the Carolina Outdoor Guys from Jesse Brown. I really appreciate the opportunity, guys. Always good to talk with you.